Welcome to Mo Audio. We are so happy to have you guys here listening. And I am here, Shantae Lagan, with my two fantastic co-hosts. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's going on? And who are you two? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm Carlton Hargrove. Right, that's right. Yes. One third of the Mo Audio crew, and of course, you already said you, Shantae. Yes. yes. What's up, Shantae? What's up? How you doing? Up. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Man. Yes. Um, we are back, and we are back with more. Just like the show indicates. Hello. You know, Mo Audio. We're gonna give you more this episode and going forward. That's yeah. right. I'm trying to remember if there was any song giving you more what you're looking for. Yes. Did, did that come from something? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Giving you more than what you're looking for. Yep. Girl. You're very talented. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but, yo, let, but for, for, let's just say, look, there are folks out there who have never heard the, the podcast before. That's true. And we just, just let's just give folks an overview about what Slow Mo and what Mo Audio is. So Mo Audio is a, is a podcast. It used to be a weekly podcast. That's right. Now we're monthly. And our focus is all about soul music coming out of Atlanta and also soul music goes through Atlanta. And it's about how this music influences not only the city, but the world. Because artists go everywhere. It's the music and the culture. And so the culture. It's the things associated the with the music. Exactly, exactly. So it, this show is brought to you by a small little media company called Slow Mo Media that we're all a part of. Yes. And this this show has actually been going on for like four years now. It's been four years this month, actually. That's right. We yeah. started, or no, last month. Last we started in March. In March. That's yeah. right. So we, you know, we made the decision to start anew and have a whole new format and not just be sort of a one hour show that just gives you music and interviews, but also, but basically a longer than one hour show, almost two hour show that gives you interviews, that gives you uh, information about new music, events, music by DJ Lamars, mm-hmm. and just our great personalities in general. Yes. yes. Giving you more of what you're looking for. That's right. That's <laughs> yes, right. Lamars. And we are always looking for <laughs> the music from Lamars. Hello? Let me tell you, his latest mix is so good. Oh, that was it's dope. so good. What's it called again? Can I get a witness or something uh, like that? No. Uh, my, soul so, my, soul, my soul is a witness. My soul is a witness. Yeah, the, the mix. That was, but we, you know, we had talked about it off the air about you know how I, I was listening to a lot of trap you know I don't really like trap music right but I like some of the music that they sample yes you know very soulful stuff so I try to put a soulful spin that's great on that. you know so one thing we probably should do too is like you know we told people our names but we should probably introduce ourselves a little bit more sure. for folks who, who have never heard the show folks who haven't heard the show in a while who is Shantae Lamars and Carlton? So Shantae, tell a little bit about yourself. Well, Shantae, myself, not mm-hmm. Shantae as in Roxanne Shantae, although okay. I used to be an MC. Yes. I have to show you guys that video All on right. Instagram. So okay. You actually okay. I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> and I am from Oak Park, Illinois. I've been in Atlanta for 20 years this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I moved down here to start my journalism career. Um, and I work with words pretty much no matter which way you cut it, day job, side gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I love being involved with the Atlanta music scene and, and being kind of behind the scenes, but also, um, in front of them as well, hosting events and generally just supporting everybody who has something to do with, 
Atlanta's uh, culture scene. You know, that's kind of my deal. Yes. Carlton and I worked together at Creative Loafing where I was managing editor for years. That's right. And uh, yeah, that's how I know both of you guys. Actually. That's right. That's right. That's right. Lamars, what well, about you, man? Well, I've been here since 1996. Okay. Um, I've been a DJ since I was 13. I'm in my mid-40s at this point. Late <laughs> um, 40s. And uh, no, I'm a DJ, art director, but I've always been involved in the soul music scene, whether it's a, as a designer. I've designed a lot of album covers, did events, DJ. Um, you know, been doing that for, for years. You know, helping with the culture, push it ahead. So. Yeah. In fact, I mean, let's let I mean, let's just put some names and stuff. You were behind such great events like Beats and Eats over at the Harlem Bar. Mm-hmm. You uh, this whole you know Atlanta right now is kind of known for doing tributes. Whether you yeah. look at ATL Collective and all these people, you kind of were like some of the one of the first cats to be doing these tributes. Yeah, we, in Atlanta, it's funny. It just came up recently. We. First tribute that I remember working on was probably the Marvin Gaye tribute, and that was like in 2004. Wow. Yeah, and and it's so wild just because now pretty much most of those artists that were on that, they were just like really kind of hitting the scene. But now it's like you know like Anthony Davis had several albums. Uh, Andy Irie was out, but you know she she came performed you know in a little impromptu. Um, Avery Sunshine was not. Avery Sunshine at the time. She was with another group called oh. Daisy Roof, and she performed. So, uh, Lauren A., uh, Julie Dexter, is this, these, uh, I think even Heston was on that reel. So, all these artists that we, that we actually talk about, that we will be talking about on the show, at the time, they were just kind of, you know, local artists who were just trying to get their, their feet wet within the music industry. So. Mm-hmm. And you helped with, helped with them and supporting them? Yeah, you know, the, I look at the like say we even with this with our podcast our show even with the magazine it's I know when Carlton and I first talked about it a lot of these artists we know them I'm, I'm gonna say a lot of them we know them we know right. them right. so we stepping back and saying wait a minute these are people who are world renowned these are these are some some of them are selling or platinum selling you know and you can reach out to them and talk to them but why aren't they getting the press that you know that we felt like they should so and i know for the way i look at it as far as like all the events that i've worked in the past and artists that i work with i wanted to see them get they shine just mm-hmm. as much as like everybody knows Atlanta for like hip-hop and outcast mm-hmm. and goody mob and stuff like that but the soul music scene has always been the soul music scene was in atlanta was going on before hip-hop scene. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's right. Sure. So it's important to really understand that oh, we still got it. You know, we still got world-renowned artists here. Well, so. let's, let's let's stay focused because I'm about to, I'm about to about do you? myself. Yes, you know Carlton. Okay. No, but, <laughs> but I'm piggyback off what you're saying, though. The magazine that we put out, we put a zine out. So the, the Slow Mo Media Group that does this podcast also produces a monthly magazine or zine, whatever you want to call it, called Slow Mo. That was something we created in 2013? Yeah, 2013. 2013. But before that, I worked for, like Shante said, I, I worked at Creative Loafing. Um, I worked at the Creative Loafing, uh, which is an alt-weekly that's in Atlanta, but I also worked at that same paper in Charlotte, North Carolina. There was a, a local version. I was the editor of that paper. But before then, when I was in Atlanta, I wrote about soul music a lot. So I wrote about the Algebras and Anthony Davids and, mm-hmm. you know, all these folks 
very early in their career as they were getting bigger. You know, even guys like Donnie and, you know, people who were actually already hitting at the time. So, um, like Lamar's, I've always had an interest in trying to spread the word about these people mm-hmm. in, in a, to a bigger audience, you know? And there's a lot of people doing it. I mean, there's some, like, people like Jamal Ahmed, who is, like, internationally known for doing this. You know, I wanted to just take it from a whole different angle and especially do it for a mainstream publication. It's, you know, Creative Loafing was not a black publication. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah. it's like, how do we use that platform to get the word out about people who may otherwise not be in that paper? Mm-hmm. So that's always been the mission. And doing slow-mo and doing this podcast is an extension of that. And now we get to do it even more. So um, I'm excited about the new magazine, which now, if if you really see, we come out. We've come out every month this year, um, and the current issue, we actually put out a remixed version of March issue with Tasha Lorraine still on the cover, but with new content in there. And we'll be teasing this brand new podcast in that issue. So, because Tasha Lorraine is our big guest yes. for today, yes, singer yes. Tasha Lorraine, who you may know from Arrested Development. And also, or racism sucks. Or her racism sucks clothing line. You might also know her from uh, some of her house music stuff, like DJ Kimmett's last EP together, and she also did some stuff with a bunch of other producers. Um, this is her new solo EP called. Uh, it's called the Light. What's called Light? Something like that. Anyway, she's coming up later on the show. But before that, we we we've got some brand new segments for you. Okay, we got brand new stuff. Super excited about this, so stay tuned. You know, I'm gonna throw it back to you, Shantae. I ain't, I ain't gonna try to close it out. You had it, Roger. <laughs> you had it. Stay tuned, folks. We've got Mo sounds coming up, and then Mo events. But first, Mo music brought to you by DJ Lamaris. You all stay tuned.
Welcome back, folks. You just heard some sounds by DJ Lamars, our very own in-house musical uh, expert of all things goodness. Hello. When it comes to music, I like aficionado. Was it aficionado? Yes. Expert. Aficionado. That's right. I mean, you're good at it. You. you. You know what you're doing, Lamars. You got talent. Thank you. Got talent, you. kid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're going places. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, you know, speaking of people who are going places, there are lots of sounds mm-hmm. that are coming out right now. That's right. And we are going directly into our new segment That's called right. Mo Sounds. Mo Sounds. And you know, tell us a little bit about what this segment is about. Okay, so Mo Sounds uh, is tied directly into the Slow Mo Magazine that we put out every month. Uh, in Slow Mo Magazine, we have two departments, and one of them is called Mo Sounds. And the other one's called More Events. So in Most Sounds, we talk about new music that has been produced and created by Atlanta-based artists. And then sometimes people who are from out of town who are sort of linked to the city. You know what I mean? We, we try to put a focus on music that's actually out right now. Because, you know, indie artists, they'll be like, yeah, I got an album coming out. And then a year later, I just dropped <laughs> the first single. Right. So, mm-hmm. so we try to focus on music that's out right now. But every month we do little sort of uh, previews and try to give people uh, a nod uh, about the stuff they should be buying. So so I say, hey man, let's bring a little bit of that to the podcast, to the show. That makes so much sense. So we're gonna tease some stuff out that people need to be getting their hands on. And let me just start out with the legendary Joy Gilliam. Yes, yeah. yes. Legendary Joy Gilliam. She's got a new album that's coming out called Sir Rebecca Holy Love. Mm-hmm. But the first single is out right now, and it's called Stare at Me. And I actually went to this uh, listening thing. I did, too. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. Uh, me and you was there. At, at Moods Music at Soul Village mm-hmm. in, here in Atlanta. And she played some samples from the new album, and it sounds really dope. It actually sounds like one of the best Joy albums that I've heard in a while. Wow. It's, it's very beat heavy. Okay. You know, it's not like... Even though it's kind of esoteric, I mean that's her, it but it still got a real driving, a driving beat. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt that it was really, it, it I really felt her identity mm-hmm. more, totally. more in this one okay. than, than in her stuff. You know, it, the thing about Joy's music, she you know, she's a great, has a beautiful voice, beautiful presence, but it's always been other producers trying to, you know, I guess more or less. Oh, this is what I interpreted. Yes. Interpreted mm-hmm. your, your your vibe. Where I really felt this was her vibe. Totally. And this was, you know, and it's like you said, it's like I really could see like people from various scenes, like the soul scene, to like, you know, I mean, it's bass heavy. You can put this in your car. Yeah. <laughs> and you can. Okay. Yeah, you can. You, you can really vibe to it. And you it's know? got a little, you know, it's got a touch of rock, which she's known Always. for. Always. But it's not like. Like trying to harp '80s like rock mess. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's it's a very modern type of rock sensibility. Yeah, it was it. yeah. It, when I was listening to it, it didn't sound um, forced. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, like, it sounded like, like <laughs> this is a rock song. Yeah, yeah. right. It didn't right. sound like. That. Remember yeah. we we had we had that conversation in the past. Like for example, back in the '80s, uh, every rap group after 
of uh, Run DMC would have that one song <laughs> right. with guitar. You know? Right, right. And it's like, you know, it just never fit, you know. I mean, I, t- I think it was like EPMD had, we came here yes. to party. Yeah. It was like, yes. it, like yes. it, just, it was that one extra song. You're like, ah. Yeah, oh, it was like, yeah. But yeah, but Joy does not do that. Good. She does not do that. So Good. Stare At Me is out right now. Mm-hmm. And if you go to her site, you can actually pre-order the whole album, Sir, Sir Rebecca Holy Love. So go to uh, www.alljoyeverything.com. And of course, Joy is spelled J-O-I. Um, so up next is a friend of the show. Yes. We've had her own yes. before. We actually had her own before she even had the album out. And now the album is actually out. You can buy it on Bandcamp. And it's Kai Martin. And this, the album is called All My Life. I love Kai. She's yes. so, I mean, just beautiful voice, beautiful yes. person inside and out. And um, that she is making this happen means a lot. And you know what? I have to say is, I'm gonna, I have to give us both, uh, like a, all of us were here, a plug. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, you, you, you're the one that really influenced her to do it. Well, I, well let's play like this. And, I I did, influ- and, and you contacted me about doing an album cover. Right. Well, yeah. So Lamar's, yeah. Lamar's designed the album cover. But... I'm just a person that just kind of helped push it along. This was her thing. She wanted to make it. She went, paid all the money. She worked with people like Kyrie Simmons and Daz IQ, nice. Julia Speed. I think Sean Delay's doing background. I mean, yeah. she's got like a heavyweight crew, you know. But I think sometimes with indie artists, you know, you get caught up in the in the production, and you need somebody to help just kind of push it along a little bit. That's all. It's just a motivation. You just and need a little push. Little you, push. You provided it. That's right. But <laughs> Hey, so the album's out on Bandcamp right now. If you go to Kai Martin 1, and Kai is K-A-R-K-A-I mm-hmm. Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, the number one dot bandcamp.com uh, slash album slash all my life. But if really, if you go to Bandcamp and you put yeah. in Kai Martin, you'll pull it up. Yeah. But the album's called All My Life. It's out right now. And then in June, it's going to be on all the platforms okay. so it'll be on iTunes and Google Play and everything so but right now go get it you know Kai Martin is known for being a soul music artist I mean a, a house. house music artist mm-hmm. she's done a lot of stuff with uh, the Ananda Project yes. solo music like a bunch of songs and if you go to YouTube you look her up like some of her songs have like 65,000 page views just you know? by virtue of them being out there yeah. and her and people ha- just they love those they songs love they love those songs but this stuff is I, it's slightly a departure. It's more like jazz and soul stuff. Mm-hmm. But she has one house song on there, and actually, Atlanta's own Salah Anansi remixed it, and nice. it's real dope. You know, one thing that I noticed about with a, you know, if you listen to her her house music stuff, um, it's very timeless. You don't really know mm-hmm. when it came out, mm-hmm. and I'm noticing this even with her new project. Totally. Even, though it's, even though, it's, even though, even though it's like it's soul and jazz, it's like it it doesn't sound trendy it sounds no. like it sounds like it's going to be around for a while right yeah so, right yeah, and, and don't we always encourage artists to do that it's yes. like yes. make something because you might sit on that for like three years before you can ever put it out yeah so you know yeah i mean it, it, it's a it's an album that you can play like you know several years from now and i don't think that people it'll be just like house music you're like right when, when, did, when did this come out right. right now there's certain certain house stuff that you know when you know when it came follow out me. <laughs> follow it's me follow me Although, let me just say outside, uh, what's that song? The Good Life? Yes. That song is like one of my favorite house songs. And it is definitely one of those classic dance tracks that you, I I heard it the other day actually. 
on some, you know, when you're on television or you're watching TV and you just change it to one of the music channels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like old school dance yeah, music man. channel and that came on that's and a, I was that's like, a good yes. One. That's a good one. So good. What All else right. you got, Carlton? Who so, a uh, few more. So, Michael Morani, who's also a friend of the show. That's one of yep. Lamar's real homies. And this is also, didn't you design a cover to this too? No, I didn't. Oh, you I, didn't? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 had to, I had started the cover okay he, uh, he had actually actually did it himself I okay think. all right yeah, yeah, yeah. well michael morani who is a keyboardist in town he is a great musician he has he kind of puts stuff out through this whole meditative funk sort of uh style of music it's very vibey uh jazz tinged but he has a new song out a single out called to be loved and it's really dope go get it you can get it at cd baby just look up michael morani m-u-r-a-n-i morani and uh, you can check out To Be Loved. Yeah, you know, Michael has been around forever. And I have I have designed several of his album covers. And uh, he started out on the Catch a Vibe music. Oh, oh. convenient. <laughs> you know, that, that is his wife's. That's right. Yes. The great Julie Dexter. Yeah, a lot of people yes. don't know that is his wife's music. Yes, yes. So they are keeping it in the family. That's right. Very That's good. right. Yes. But, uh, and so... One of the so one of the last folks I'm gonna mention as far as being an uh, Atlanta-based artist mm-hmm. is the group Saint Beauty, who we know. Um, they're on Janelle Monae's Wonderland label, and they have a, a brand new album out. It's uh, called Running to the Sun, and it's very much their sound. It's very minimal, beat heavy, but still kind of like this sort of indie rock vibe that kind of goes through it, even though it's soul. But the other side of it is, I was looking through Essence magazine and yeah. they had a Pantene ad. Yes, yes. I was yes. like, okay, yeah. now you know the thing about get it. The thing about Saint Beauty that I'm, I'm liking more than just I like their music, mm. but I like the fact that through their mentor, uh, yes, Janelle mm-hmm. Monae, mm-hmm. it's they prefer it's the brand. That's right. right. It's the overall brand. It's like one thing we talked about this on the show before. And I think that we, you know, it's, it's kind of like when we were doing our introductions before, how we have sources, various sources of income. Mm-hmm. I've noticed in the past, some artists, they're like, if I don't sing, I don't do anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of like understanding that you can make so many different sources of income off of that brand sure. that you have developed. And see, wait, but it's even deeper, man. I think, like you saying with Janelle Monet, if you look at Wonderland, I really think that's part of the whole business plan. Yes. Because if you look at Jendena, he had those songs out, but now he's doing acting. He's on Insecure and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Her, of course, Janelle was like the prototype, you know. In uh, movies. In like a lot of ads and stuff like yes. that. And yeah, blowing up and acting, same way with that. So it's like the music is sort of like an entree into all this other media sure. and ways to make money. And man, that's smart. Yeah. Very smart. It's very I gotta smart. give it to him. So, so yeah. So you can go to the uh, www.saintbeautyband.com and you can pick up "Run Into the Sun" and then pick up "Essence." Uh, you know, I think it was like the April Essence, and uh, you can look and see them in the Pantina ad. Last thing I want to mention: this person is sort of kind of linked to Atlanta. Uh, singer named Lindsay Webster. She used mm-hmm. to be on Atlanta Records. Yeah. Um, but now she's on Shanaki. And she had a really dope song out a few years ago called Fool Me Once. Her stuff is very smooth R&B kind of stuff. Very adult contemporary. Really? But good. Straight R&B? Straight R&B. Straight R&B. Straight R&B. Straight R&B. <laughs> but she's dope. She has a new album out from Shauna Key called Love Inside. Lindsay Webster. 
Um, go to shawnakey.com and you could uh, you can get all the information about that. A little sexual love inside, and also she's <laughs> actually going to be. Me. That's my jam though. But that is a great song. That is not her song, but that is a, that's a good song. But look, she will actually be in Atlanta April 26th at Sweet Food Lounge performing too, as a matter of fact, doing songs from her new album. Nice. So you can catch her in town at Sweet Food Lounge April 26th. Love Inside, Lindsay Webster. And that's all I have for most sounds. Now, do y'all have any other, other stuff you want to mention? New um, music? <clears throat> not offhand. You know, I mean, I'm just give props out to uh, to uh, Cameron Corvey, who song is uh that he wrote wow is blowing up uh, he wrote a song for sting and shaggy yes how and, and cool it, is yeah, that yeah that's gets you can't really that you can't really fail with sting singing no song. you cannot right. he could even if he would even if i think sting could fart on a microphone and it'll go platinum i agree with well. you and so, and they they really pushed it out like you know they, pushed it out, they did a lot of media appearances shaggy and sting talking about that song a camera was in some of them and you know that's hey, awesome that's dope yeah, yeah. Talk about a friend of a show. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that's big for him. Yeah, oh, man. and and he's yeah he's 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 blowing up too. Yeah. So he's good that's great. Shout out to Cameron. You guys stay tuned. We have Mo Music by Lamaris, and then we're gonna come back. And um, actually, our next segment will be having Tasha La, Tasha Tasha Excuse me, from Atlanta, and uh, she's gonna talk about her new album, her new EP. Some things that she's doing really cool out there in the community. You guys stay tuned, Mo Audio. Make me wanna say yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me wanna say yeah. Sometimes love hasn't quite worked out like I may have planned it. But look where I have landed next to you. I must admit I've had my doubts could i even stand it would i just be stranded like a fool after all the drama that i've been through you brought me good karma this one goes out to kelly this one goes out to courtney they want the right one for me they let it let me me to you they led me to you i'm not one for superstition or superficial missions to carelessly keep fishing for a dime love showed up right in front of me made a two-part harmony made a perfect diamond for me to find Daily. 
wanna say yeah yeah make me wanna say
you are listening to Mo Audio, and we are so happy to be here. And we're especially happy because we've got our guest, who is a, just a fantastic vocalist, um, part of Arrested Development, just dropped an EP. I'm talking about Tasha Lorray. What's Woo! up? Hey! Thank y'all so much for having me. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations on oh. the on the new EP, Light. Ah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. This your your debut EP, solo EP. Um, it's solo EP. Yes. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. But this is this is the first solo EP you ever put out. Is that what we say? You put out. This is the first one I got to more people than my friends and family. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, went a, it went a little bit further than my space this time. Okay. Yes. Well, congratulations. Yes. yes. This is big. This is big. Thank you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a wonderful process putting this whole thing together. So. To see it all come out, it's like, wow! I remember when that was just the idea in my head, mm-hmm. you know. So it's 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 a blessing, and it sounds great. I mean, folks, uh, definitely go get a copy. It, it has a very different sound than the one that uh, that like the, what I heard from you on Kimmet's album. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- it's more, it's very bombastic, you know. And this one is a little more uh, ethereal. It's a little more just. It's not. I mean, describe it. Why you made that choice to kind of do the sound uh, on light the way you did? Gotcha. So, um, I, part of it wasn't as thought out in the beginning. Okay. It was more so just kind of vibing off of what was was happening in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things were going so fast paced. For some reason, I just wanted to be able to slow down just a little bit. Um, not too too slow, mm-hmm. but just slow enough to kind of catch up to where my life was going. And um, and I worked with a team of people um, to do the writing and production for the project, and we all collectively, you know, put our ideas and um, experiences together, and it, it turned into to light that mm. whole process or that the whole project. And uh, I'm really I'm excited about what happened, you know, because when you sometimes you first go into writing stuff, you don't know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. you know, what the end result is gonna be. And so once it was done, I was like, wow. I was a part of that. How cool is that? So, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the team that you worked with. Yes, so it's four people. Four wonderfully amazing people, um, myself included, but um, Ayana Baker, who is a doctor by day and songwriter by night. Like, wow. a, like a physician? Like a real doctor. Oh, wow. Like okay. a real, yeah. And, um, and then, uh, so Kyle Anthony Williams, he played guitar and also does vocals, and he did some production for some other songs that we did as well. And then um, True Peterson, who did the majority of the the production for this project. So he, yeah, he did basically all of it for all the songs. And then Kyle added some additional, you know, instruments and that type of stuff. But um, and he's doing some background vocals on some of the songs too. So I'm trying to get Ayana to do some singing. I hope she hears this because she needs to sing some more. <laughs> right now, Ayana. Yeah, but they're they're a wonderful group of people to write with, and I learned a ton. Um, just being in the room with them and listening to them talk. Because everybody has a very different background. And uh, so it helped me grow as a person and as a writer even doing that. What's that process like, Tasha? You know, do you really just come into the room and have a bit of a song written and then somebody else hears it and then they tack on their piece? Like, how does it work? So sometimes it's that. Um, most of the time, even for this project, we walked into the room very much like this. And it was like, okay, so we're going to write about I don't know, and then somebody just puts their hands on the keyboard. This chord sounds good. Let's just do this. You know, it just kind of morph into that. 
Um, and then the same thing with subject matter. When somebody starts playing music, then it's like, okay, what do we feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of vibe do we feel? Is this for a guy or is this for a girl? Or, you know, and you just start thinking and the ideas keep coming from there. Hmm. Um, there's one song in particular that was super fun to write um, on my projects called Prisoner of My Idle Mind. Um, and we, that day that we went in to write that, we didn't know what we were going to write about. And everybody's we're just kind of looking at each other like, okay, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, let's write down a whole bunch of words, put them all in a bowl, with every word we pull out, that's the word we're going to talk about. Oh, wow. And we wrote, the, the word we pulled out was bored. Okay. <laughs> and so oh, wow. that song turned into Prisoner of My Idle Mind. So, and then there's a little line in the end of the songs where I just say, I'm bored. I was wondering where that came from. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so when I did that, it was funny for us, but for everybody else, they're just like, that's weird, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was just that. So sometimes, you know, the creative process, like you don't always feel creative, but when, like for us, we were working every Tuesday for eight hours. We would get wow. together hours. eight hours every it's Tuesday. Like a job. It was. That is. And we just, it was a nice part-time job. Nah, that's a full-time <laughs> but, job. <laughs> but we just sat in the room and we just would create for eight hours that's every wow. Tuesday. Now, wow. what happens when somebody puts like a crazy word in that bowl? You got to figure it like, out. Like booty. You got to show. It's plenty of songs with booty. Oh, that's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you can do tons with that. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, well, like you know how you always hear about these things and be like, I recorded forty songs. I only used three. It, uh, with a with a with a process like that, mm-hmm. were there anything kind of left on the cutting room floor? Or? Well, it definitely, but not on purpose. Okay. So with our writing team, our goal was to just build this catalog of wonderful music to be able to use for TV or film or you know video games, mm-hmm. um, and then even for other artists. So by doing that, we just started recording a lot of stuff. Um, when I decided to work on Light, I had about three songs that I had just written on my own. And I'm like, we already did some great songs. We could still shop these songs to other people and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, I th- reached out to them. Y'all, can I use this song for my, can I, yeah. can I get this one too? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they were like, yes, and add this one too. You know, okay. and then, so collectively we put these songs together. And so it was it was a great thing, but we still have this catalog of songs that are sitting there that we're trying to, you know, get out to other people. And then I also write with other artists and other producers. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly writing stuff. Well, um, oh, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, it's interesting because you're one of the few artists we've had. How many artists that we've had interviewed? Oh, gosh. 50, 60. Yeah. But you're one of the first, I can say, that actually says, oh, but I want to shop it. To like video games or other really? things, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah and which is which, is which is which I applaud that because I'm always like, well, I wonder why they don't mm-hmm. shop it toward these things. Mm-hmm. But you're the first in all these years. Yeah, I had a first. Yeah, actually said that. Yes, uh, but it's true. I mean, even beyond that, I think the cool thing about what you're saying is like, you got together with a group of people and intentionally created stuff, and you want to use it for multi platforms, but it's coming together and. Mm-hmm. Man, so many artists, in, especially in Atlanta, really need to come together. And because mm-hmm. when you look at the success, when you look at people like, if you look at a Donnie or Indiare or all these people, it always comes from a collective. You yes. know what yeah, I mean? Right. But how do you go about even building a network like that? You just start with what you want to do. It's like you mm-hmm. put out what it is that you want, and then you know who it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So you know the types of people that you want to connect with whether it's a certain position or they have a certain level of creativity or whatever, you start to do that. And then you put yourself in those places to meet those people. 
Like sometimes we kind of sit back and we're like, okay, I made all this stuff. I'm going to sit in my house and wait for somebody to find me sitting <laughs> here in my house. Right. Well, you know? <laughs> well I want to ask you this. Do you ever find that it's like, it might be difficult like that? Does it, when you get a collective group of people that everybody wants them to be the Beyonce of the group? Or get where everybody wants to all the shine time. It's everybody. possible that you're you're always gonna get that because you're getting people together. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna be dealing with different personalities, mm-hmm. and everyone has different, um, you know, their different goals that mm-hmm. they're working towards. So finding a group of people that you all can gel together, know what the common goal is, so that everybody knows what we're working towards. And then still, you know, if you have something that you want to do outside of this, and you right. want to make something up, like to acknowledge that because all those things are very real. And to still have respect for that, but still know that, okay, so together as a collective, this is what we're doing. Individually, we can still do our own things, but we can't let our individual stuff mess up with what we're trying to do collectively. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think for some people, they feel like, I want to be the person in front, because if I'm not in front, then I'm not going to get the most fame, money, recognition, whatever. You can enter your own thing there. Right? That's my but, period of day. Right, like, this is my period of You know, and it's like the thing, there are billions of people in this world. There are millions of television shows and radio stations and places you can go to perform. There's not, you know, there are more venues in Atlanta than two places. You don't have to fight for all this mm-hmm. stuff and then kind of pull people out so you can get on top. Mm-hmm. One person winning doesn't mean that everybody else lost. That's right. And that's the mentality that a lot of people have, but it's like, no, get off your butt, find other places where your music can thrive and go and get it there. Mm-hmm. Like that's your responsibility to do that. But then everybody else that you want to work with, they'll start to find you because you're more visible. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense to me. Um, and I wonder, we'll come back to this after the break, but I wonder if your inclusion and your participation with all things Arrested Development hasn't contributed to this idea of a collective. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. You guys stay tuned. We have more with Tasha LeRae right after this musical interlude by our own DJ Lamaris.
You are listening to Mo Audio, and we are here with Tasha LaRae. And before the break, we were just talking with her about the collective and you know what it means to bring people together and how more artists need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as part of Arrested Development, was that a collective kind of atmosphere where people were kind of doing their own thing for the benefit of the, of the music together, but then also, I'm sure, had their own separate projects going? Absolutely. That's exactly what that collective is. And when I first came in, I came in the group in 2008. And then about a year later, we started recording a project called Strong. And that was the first project that I had ever written with anybody else um, outside of just like working with a producer. So if I'm the songwriter and as a producer, I'm responsible for all the lyrics. With that collective, anybody could contribute any lyric. And what I thought might be a chorus, somebody might think is a verse. And then I like this half of what you said, but I don't like the first half. Let's add my piece to it. And so that was my first time experiencing all of that. And there's one little piece of me that was like, no, I like it the way I just said it. It needs to happen this way. But then, like, when you're in a group, you can't be that way. Like, right. it doesn't work mm. that way. So um, so I would lend a few lines here, and somebody else would add some stuff together. And then seeing how speech put it all together in the end, it literally was a work of art to experience. So um, I know that all the experiences that I've had with Arrested Development definitely have had an impact on how I um, work individually. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I was recently at your uh, record release party for for Light, yeah, and it was great. I mean, the house was packed. There's Congrats. people like, standing up in Thank the back. It was, and your performance was crazy. Tommy Martin was playing with her. Oh wow! Yeah, we've, awesome. we've, we've had him on the show. Yes, well, and, yeah. That's and awesome. who are the background singers? Because they were like killing it. They are. Um, so their names are Sharita and Sharita. Are they twins? twins. They're okay, twins. all right. Yeah, they're known collectively as the Black Bettys. The, they oh, are the they Black Bettys. Yes. Okay. And they are just stellar, but Mm -hmm. it's like everybody was so tight and the show was so great. And um, I know you were doing a thing where you were live streaming it and people, I guess, paid to see the stream. Yes. It's like that is so innovative. Thank you. How did you come across That's awesome because I've been saying that forever. I couldn't understand why people didn't do that. Yeah. As far as the pay to see live streams because, you know. Right. That is that's genius. Thank you, thank you. Well, there was two reasons um, that that I wanted to do that. The first part was I have a lot of people that I've met through the years because of Arrested Development, who are on all parts of the world. When I released that EP, they were so excited, and then when they found out I was having a release party, they were like, "Oh no, I wish I could be there. Wish I could be there." And so I was like, "Well." Let me create a private Facebook page. It's super secret. Nobody else can find it. You guys, click this link. Send me a donation so that you're kind of paying for your ticket. But you can pay whatever amount you want to pay. And then I'll add you to the group. And then we'll go live. We'll do behind-the-scenes stuff. And we'll just do it that way. And what it does, though, it helps to kind of pocket or cushion what you may or may not make at the door. Right. So the other reason for doing that was, you know, at the end of the day, when you put a show together, you don't want to be paying everybody else for being a part of it. And then you sit there like, I have no money. (laughs) Because I paid everybody. So I'm like, okay, if we can only get a certain amount of people in this room, how can I get more people to be in this room and pay money for it without them having to leave their house? Made sense to do yeah, live stream, yeah. and then Absolutely we just ask everybody else, "Don't y'all live stream?" Right. Yeah. So that right. they don't feel some kind of way. Right. So. right. And yeah. people, you know, nobody pulled out a big iPad, holding <laughs> right. it up, you know. Right. So that was it. Was cool, people. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a great that's, show. That's genius. Well, you know, of course, now a lot of like I know comedians are stopping like 
or Chris yeah. Rock, yeah. and Dave Chappelle, they won't let people live stream and stuff. And you know, it's funny because I'm glad that you did that because I actually like it better when the artists control how the how the show is being. Live stream mm-hmm. to play because you get some like some random person with like more janky phone and they like, you hear it, girl that weaves in my way. I can't see shit. <laughs> Damn it! You know, right, you know, right. That's a terrible. Yeah. So at least you'd be able to control it. You know, yeah. control who's weaves in the way or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, even like even beyond the live stream, as far as reaching your fans internationally, because you got fans all over the world because you toured all over the world with Arrested Development, mm-hmm. people like that. But um, what are your plans for bringing the music, like you physically, to um, around Take the it world? Over there? Yeah, yeah. So the whole point of doing that CD release party. I had a video crew be, to be there so that they could capture everything. We're gonna put together a promo video and use that as I reach out to, I'm gonna start for music festivals. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that way you can reach a mass amount That's of right. people totally. in all those other places. And then I'm gonna be like, hey y'all, come see me after the show. I need your email address. I need to know all your social mm-hmm. media. We about to be friends. Okay. Um, and then that way you can start to build your audience that way. To me, I felt like music festivals were the fastest way to do that and the most cost effective. Because at the end of the day, like it's being an independent artist and I do music full time. Mm. Um, you only make so much money, <laughs> you yeah. know? So you have to make your dollars work. And so to me, I feel like that that's the best way to go for me at this time. So it's something I'm gonna try. And then like you said, being exposed to so many different people at Mm -hmm. once and getting to travel also. I mean, of course, that's not new to you considering all the work that you did with Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. But just to be able to do that as an independent solo artist. Yes, yes, absolutely. It'll be a dream come true for one. Mm -hmm. But just to to be sitting in your seat on a plane knowing that you're headed to another part of the world to do something you've always wanted to do. Like that is, is surreal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to know that we now have the capabilities of doing that, like it's it's awesome. And you go through like being an independent artist is not easy, to say the least. Like you go through some stuff that makes you question why am I even alive? Mm-hmm. But you know, and then but to to see it all work out, it's just like oh, that was the best thing ever. And yeah. I'd go through it a hundred more times to get to this place again. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and that's one, one thing I want to, I mean, seeing as how you are really, the music you're doing alone, solo, is really kind of gaining traction. I see the momentum building, and I wonder what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's, there's a lot of artists who's sitting on albums, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sitting on music that hasn't been released, Speak. especially in Atlanta. <laughs> right. Like, what advice would you give them in terms of, like, putting it out, like, I mean, what should they, what should they do? What, what next steps? I'll, okay, so there's a few things. One, the music will never be so perfect that, okay, I'm all right with putting it out now. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you have some music and you send it, put it out. Don't overthink any of that stuff, but what you do is you put it out and then you start learning. Mm-hmm. As you put it out, put a show together. Then learn all the stuff that happens with putting the show together, getting a crowd together, building your email list, building your audience, and then give them more stuff. Start to listen to your audience, have conversations with them, find out what it is that they're interested in, what they like, what their concerns are, blah, blah, blah. Then create more music that speaks to what that, that that information that you got from your audience. And so then that stuff becomes more personal to them. And then you just keep building your audience and you keep going. You put the music out some more, start learning, make mistakes. A lot of people are afraid to make mistakes, but mm-hmm. you make the mistakes, make them big, make them fast, right. and get to where you want to be faster. If you just do that and face it and just not be afraid of messing up, 
not be afraid of people not liking your stuff or not liking mm-hmm. you and not being afraid of hearing the word no like mm-hmm. you just keep doing it now when i ask you this because <clears throat> it's on it's on that lines of that do you feel that some artists uh are afraid to when they when they create their music are afraid to remix it because mm-hmm. the only reason i say that is because you know as we were we were we were driving back in town and mm-hmm. i heard an old remix it was like the original version of <clears throat> strange enough special special ads i got it made mm-hmm. and which is not the one the version that people listen to and then also i started thinking about it as like huh then we heard mob d which is mob d uh second you know it was like the uh, i think it was uh shook ones part mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. the original shook ones yeah. wasn't really that good mm-hmm. but i've noticed with like so artists they'll put out a song they'll never remix it and then they're like, then their careers then go where, but it's like, it's almost like the, it's like they're sitting more than just sitting on music. Mm-hmm. They're probably sitting on music that if they was just rethought or re, you know, just re remixed, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever thought about just like, as far as like even your older stuff that you've done or, or just to say, you know what? I think I'm old, like the stuff that you had on MySpace. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, let me tell you some of that stuff. Like I, my first EP I did, I was, I thought I wanted to be a gospel artist. Okay. So that was totally different. Um, and then, but that actually, that album sold pretty well, though. So, <laughs> She's like, I sold um, a good amount of records. <laughs> I might have to pull a few songs back. But, um, and then the second EP, that one didn't do as well, but I started learning the online space. Okay. So I still didn't know yeah. a lot about it, but I was learning and growing. So this project now is a culmination of all those things that I've learned. Did I just use culmination? You right? did. Okay. But it's all of that together. So, um, so I'm glad that I'm doing that with this project now. And then the next full length project that I put out as an independent artist, it will have even more, you know, reach because of the things that I'm learning now. But to answer your question, um, I think remixing your music is great, especially when you're not really sure what genre you fit in. Do a remix that's a little bit different. So if your main thing is hip hop, maybe do a remix so it's more R and B. Do something that's a little house. Do something that's a little, and then figure out other places where your music can go. The cool thing, like when I started re- releasing um, house music, they automatically were doing releases or I mean remixes. Mm. And it was like four or five different remixes, and I'm listening to these songs like, why did they do this? And why did they? I didn't understand it. But those different mixes went to different pockets pockets of the house music industry and it helped to build my audience even more and it got me to some places that I probably wouldn't have been able to go if it was just that original song right so there's nothing wrong with going back to some of the stuff that you've done and remixing it but you also I mean you're gonna keep writing stuff and keep creating and keep growing everything isn't for millions of people to hear some of it was just for you to grow from and that's it I love it. I love it. Well, I guess at this point, we guess we need to know your social media. That's right. And how people can get in contact with you. Yeah, and how they can get the album. That's right. All of that stuff. So we'll start. We'll start with that, and we'll go backwards. So. Um, you can go to www.tashalaray.com, T-A-S-H-A-L-A-R-A-E.com, and you can buy the album from there. Um, it's available um, in physical form as well as MP3. So if you buy it from me, then the money comes to me faster, and then I can put it back into the music faster. Yes. Um, but with the CDs, I can also autograph it for you and send it out. Um, but the music is also a lot available anywhere, online, you know, um, Tidal, Spotify, all that type of stuff. Um, I'm on Instagram as Miss Tasha Lorraine, M-S-T-A-S-H-A-L-A-R-A-E. And I'm, I think I'm on Instagram more than anything else um, outside. I do Facebook, too. I do that stuff, too. Yeah. So I'm on there for that. Um, you can go to the Tasha Lorraine fan page. 
and then I can add you that way. The other one, they'll let you have 5,000 friends. That's tough. It's so, so popular. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, I want more than 5,000 people. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, but I think that's that. Did I miss anything? Cause I don't think so. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tasha LaRae, folks.
such good music by DJ Lamaris here on Mo Audio. We are just treated every single time. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, every single time you curate the sounds, they're always good, Lamaris. Um, you know, we've got so much going on. Carlton ran through some of the music that is new that you need to hear. And now we want to talk about some events. Um, Mo Events, that is the segment where we talk about Atlanta's best shows and some of the best soul artists who are bringing you those shows. And then we're going to talk a little bit about ATLians who are on tour. Maybe some folks that are in the region that you want to check out um, outside of the Atlanta area. So we'll start it all off. April 21st, Tambor Party, the, the you know, I, I will say nationwide known yeah. Tambor yeah. Party, mm-hmm. um, featuring Stan Zeff, its founder. He is bringing Tony Touch to Atlanta at Wild Pitch Underground. And I mean, mm-hmm. Wild Pitch is a cool venue. Yeah. I mean, just straight up what you would think of when you when you think about house parties maybe back in the day, you know, Chicago, New York. Like it's it's a nice narrow space, totally. good hardwood floors. You guys are gonna have a great time. And it's Tony Touch. Tony Touch. I mean, Stan Zeff alone is great, but I think between the two of them it's gonna be a great house music party. And I think Wild Pitch is like probably the purest house club in the city I would agree. in terms of like an actual club not a restaurant that's right or nothing like that i mean i guess the music room would come close the music room would yeah. come close sound table is always good yeah yeah, yeah but, but in I terms mean, of like straight up house yeah yeah, right? but, yeah but i would say wild pitch is really a straight up house exactly yes. right dance yeah. in various different forms you know Correct. techno deep you know exactly all kind of acid, everything. So that's gonna be great. Okay. Um. Now during the day on the on the 21st, because you know you you want to do your nighttime thing, but Hello. then during the day, record store day. Mm-hmm. Um. It's happening at Moods Music, but really record store day it's happens nationwide. everywhere. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, right there, we've got to give love to Daryl over at Moods Music. Um. He has really helped sustain the soul scene through his business and then now through the expansion into the performance space yeah, which Soul is Village. awesome yeah. Soul Village right next door um, but at Record Store Day there at Moods you're going to find music food you know everything that you might want and then of course you can walk around Little 5 check out Criminal Records across yeah, the street have some stuff, yeah. they'll have some cool Wax and Facts will probably have some cool stuff going on too um, you can find Moods on Facebook mm-hmm. just look up Moods Music or facebook.com backslash moods music. And there's a there's a possibility um, that I might be DJing at that. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. We, we've, okay. Talk, we've talked about it. I, you know, we had to see what my schedule like, you know. Depends mm. on if I'm back on, you know, world tour. Yeah, right. I'm All thinking right. he, it might be open. But, uh, <laughs> but no, you know, um, I will say this. You know, Record Store Day of Moves Music is always dope. They got, like, they have, like, the top performers back to back to back all day and DJs. But with the expansion with Soul Village, it's taken it to a whole nother level. This is the first year Record Store Day with Soul Village. That's going to be yeah. great. And so I wonder what they are. They haven't released a lineup yet. I would say check, you know, Facebook and also go to Instagram and look for Moves Music and Soul, Soul Village. And because um, when they drop that lineup, it's probably going to be heavy. Nice. It won't be well, a lot it, of it's busters. Always, it's, always a, it's always a great... I, they've never had a, a bad line. No, no, I not mean, at all. I mean, well, I think it goes 
back to what we were saying, Atlanta has a lot of great artists. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you also got to give it up to Marsha Dore yeah. and also Ron Smith over there. That's for right. Being integral and booking those acts for yeah. Record Store Day, working with Daryl Moods, you know, to make and it happen. It makes me think about how everything just intertwined <laughs> because, you know, Moods music has been on an advertiser on the back page of Slow Mo for, for years. For day, since day one, man. That's and awesome. Then, and then we've had Ron has been on, on the show almost as much as we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's so, the Ed McMahon of the show. Right. right. <laughs> and you can get slow-mo at yeah, Moose Music. music. Yeah, you know, that's you our number one yeah, spot. So, yeah. So, well, the very next day, I mean, the legendary Eric B. and Rakim are going to be here in Atlanta. I mean, and yeah. for anybody who loves hip-hop, like, Real classic. I mean, you've got to have seen these guys at least once. They're going to be at the Tabernacle, mm-hmm. and it's the Technique Tour. That's right. That's you know, right. I mean, you can get your tickets at tabernacleatl.com. And, you know, I'm just, I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about this show. I got I haven't got my tickets yet. I need to pick them up. But one thing that we did not mention about this show is, and a lot of people don't know this, Yo-Yo is opening up. Yeah. <laughs> Can't Don't play with my, play my yo-yo. yo-yo. Step into the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to play me out. What? Yeah. Yo-yo was dope back in his day. Listen. Was, man, I guess she still got it. Yeah, she, I, I, that, I did not know that. That, that just makes it even yeah. better. Okay. Definitely got to yeah, check saw that. Saw it online. Yo-yo was going to So jumping into May, this is around Mother's Day. So maybe you'll, you know, go out and have a nice little time with mom. Herb Alpert and Lonnie Hall at Herb City Winery. Alpert. Yeah, you yes. know, I mean, just that's one of my, you know, uh, personal uh, legends. Yes, Herb really. Why yeah, is man. that? Herb got some hits, man. And do you remember, like, in the eighties or early nineties, he made like songs with like Janet Jackson. You yeah, that? that's right. You're yeah. right. And also, too, you know, A and M Records. Yeah, he's the A. In no A&M. way. Yeah. I had no idea. I oh yeah, Albert. <laughs> Yeah. You ain't got well, to lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. I mean, this guy is like a musical legend, you know. So, oh, anyway. that's gonna be a great yeah. show at a great venue. There is City Winery. Mm-hmm. Go to city for more information on that one. Also at City Winery, back to back shows here. Rasan Patterson yeah. is going to be playing. Um, we love Rasan Patterson. That dude love him. I mean, he can off. sing his ass off. He sure can. I interviewed him years ago. And he told me, I was like, man, you know, when you when I hear you sing, it sounds like you're just breathing. This looks like I have never seen such an Everless singer since Luther Vandross. Oh wow, you know, that's saying like, a lot. It's just like, yeah, it just comes out. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he said, that's how it feels. He said, wow. It feels like I'm just breathing. But I forgot though. Um, I hate to back backstep because you know I know we're moving into Mar- uh, May, but I forgot it was just announced Sunday. Uh, April 22nd, also the same night as uh, Eric B. and Rakim. Yes. Jared Lawson will be back in town. He will be right. back in and town. Bored, That's right. Lady bored, he bored. Yeah, yeah. The ladies it's, love this dude. Well, Gosh. because he's got such an amazing voice. Okay. That's why we love well, Why him. did she close her eyes? Because, because <laughs> she had to take a breath and stuff. I had to like, because, get myself together. I wiggled in her seat. I like she caught the spirit of it. Listen, I had the pleasure of hosting a show featuring Jared Lawson a couple years ago, you courtesy do. 
of Craig Garrett. Next, next level, level of this. He's, he's bringing him back. And Craig, yes, yeah. thank you, Craig, for bringing Jared back. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's he's not bad to look at. Okay, all right. Even even better to listen to, all but right. definitely not bad to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so last on the list, I'm sure you guys have a couple things as well, but Shaky Beats is coming to town. Um, this is May 11th through the 13th. It's a, a weekend long festival. Um, it's at Central Park in Atlanta. And, you know, this is one of those relatively new festivals. It yeah. hasn't been around for a really long time, but it's incredibly successful. Like, totally. people love this festival. And it's really geared towards sort of like, the you know, the kind of 20-something, kind of wavy crowd. Although, the funny thing is, they always throw in some weird 90s hip-hop person. Because, <laughs> like, Ludacris is, like, one of the big acts this year. It's yeah. like, where y'all be getting this from? But, you know, those crazy kids hey. and their music. Well, you know, yeah. It's funny though, like I get nervous about like like festivals like that when they throw in like an off the kill like like random off kilter yeah yeah kilter artist. Only reason why is like you always have to be careful as an artist when you when your work starts becoming novelty. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's yes, like, hey, let's, right. Let's throw it. You know, it's kind of, let's rap. But you know what I think it is? Potato chips. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like you, it's, I think it's more of nostalgia for that. Yeah. You know, for that crew because they, you know, look, Ludacris is the good old days for some people. That's true. You know, oh, God. yeah, he is. yeah, he is. Speaking of which, I was listening to some song on YouTube a little while ago, and it was it was a pure shit song. <laughs> and somebody put on there. No, it was MC Hammer. Okay. Have you seen her? The remake. Oh God. And somebody had the nerve to put in the comments, "Man, I miss real music like this." And then somebody was like, "This is not real music." <laughs> <laughs> not at so all. So everybody's. That's the good old days. You know, everybody's got the good old but days. But I mean, yeah. I can give you MC Hammer, perhaps, as a good old days, but that particular song, absolutely not. that not. one. No. Well, and you know, this is the thing about it. We, I, I think we've had this discussion before, all three of us. is like, if you were in the game long enough, yeah. some of your music will actually, somebody be like, oh, that was dope. No, it wasn't dope when no, it came out. It was, it was just, pure it was hot garbage. garbage. It was like, it was collecting flies. It was, yeah. That's how bad it was. But now, it's right. the shit. Right. If no. it's a, if, honestly, if you stay around for 20 years, yeah. people will finally remember you. It's 20-year cycles. In, in, in a very that's fond about right. way. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's how pop culture is always 20-year cycles. You're yeah. right. But. So, two more things. Um, just, you know, talking about Atlantans and those who are on tour. Shantae Can is on tour. Mm-hmm. And this is a tour sponsored by Kia. Um, she's actually coming to Charlotte. So, you know, that's only a three and a half hour drive. That's on the 27th. If you live a little further north, um, Durham, you know, might be the way to go. That's April 28th. And then she's going to be in the UK. She's going to be in London on July 11th. So shout out to Shantae Can. Um, you can go check out more information on that tour. C-H-A-N-T-A-E-C-A-N-N. ShantaeCan.com. And then also around that same, you know, time of year, same time of April, Avery Sunshine is going to be all the way overseas on April 27th. She's also going to be in Europe, but she's going to be in Berlin on May 1st, the UK, London on May 5th. And then she comes on back to the US. Um, She's going to actually be in Atlanta for the Atlanta ATL Soul Life Music Festival on my birthday, May 27th. Happy um, thank yeah. you very much. Check out more information at averysunshine.com. 
So that's what we got for Mo events. A lot of good stuff over April and May, and you know, I'm sure y'all have some things too. Yeah, what well, you got? I would, I would say another artist is on tour uh, that we actually talked about earlier is uh, Cameron Corvey. Okay, he's yes. gonna he's gonna be performing, and this is really big at the Cincinnati Funk Fest, um, and with he's gonna be performing, and it's gonna be Eric Badu, Yasin Bay. Uh, oh, yes. Who apparently is came quickly came back out of retirement. <laughs> 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 and uh, and uh, Tali, Kwali, and uh, High Tech. Are they going to be together? No. Oh, oh, it's oh. Called, it's just all I one doubt. big concert. Yeah, I doubt. Big, no. But yeah, so um, that's, I mean, it's going to be a great concert. You know, it's a two-day concert. So, yeah, Funk yeah, Fest. Funk Fest. And I will say this too. Remember, for even more events, you can go to slowmoatl.com. This is just a, a little tiny taste of what's going on in Atlanta. So if you go to slowmoatl.com, you can see all the stuff coming up in, in late April and May. And uh, we'll do that every single month. So this is a tease. Go online for more. Speaking of more, we got more music coming right now. You guys stay tuned. Mo Audio. You're listening to the sounds of DJ Lamaris.
Treasures underneath your clothes It's your heart It's your heart that's gold That's why I feel Like you already love me Like you already love me Like you already love me I feel I feel Like you already trust me Like you already trust me
Well, folks, I tell you, between the music from Lamaris, between the events, between the new sounds that you need to check out, it has truly been a Mo Audio awesome show today. Okay, it has been. Yeah, I really am liking this this you idea. You like this? I okay, like this. Right, I like giving the people information. I love it. You know, and then Latasha, excuse me, not Latasha. Tasha. I always wanted Tasha LaRae. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Tasha LaRae. She was so good. I love yes. her spirit. You totally. know, just, just great, great, great woman. So, yeah, we've come to the close of another show, guys. And I also want to say she has a very nice smile. People who she who, does. Who, she's Pleasant. She's always smiling. Right. You know, it's like, how can you be mad around her? Hello. She's, she's always smiling. That's right. It's hard. It's hard to be mad. And she's smiling even though racism sucks. She's still smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Would you making money off them shirts too? Oh, <laughs> that might make her smile. That might be okay. Nah, but you know, she is a great spirit, and she's doing a lot of great stuff. So hopefully, y'all pick up that EP is out right now. And you know, I think. Come festival season, you know, keep your eyes peeled for her. She's trying to hit some spots yes. in the festival scene, so it will be will be very dope. Um, you know, one thing I do want to mention before we close, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of Migos at all. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Migos, as everybody knows, Atlanta-based trap rap group, very popular. All right. Uh, have an album out currently. I don't know the name of the damn thing, but uh, I heard a song by them that I actually liked. What? Really? I was very surprised. I'm sure you were. I was listening in a song called Stir Fry. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was very enjoyable. Catchy. But you know why I like it? I why? figured it out. What is it? Pharrell produced it. Oh, yeah, there you go. I know, but we haven't had it with the people in the world. This is true. Pharrell produced it. It's an old beat he made in 2008. That's crazy. Isn't that a shame? Look, the, the dopest song I've ever heard from you is, a, <laughs> is was made well, 10 years ago. That shows the yeah. talent of Pharrell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Number one, because when you hear it, there's this musicalness to it that's real subtle, but you can hear whoever made it knows about music. It's not just a bunch of blah, 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 blah. it's right. like, and it's not that same trap beat. It's like this, you know, these chord changes and sh- but it's real slight. Okay. And I, it really makes them rise to the occasion. Yeah. So it shows you what real musicians can do. That's why we push real musicians on this show and real artists artists who have real talent because they can make even some people who I don't like sound good. So I just want to give a shout out well, to the Migos. Shout out to Migos. Shout it's out funny. to Pharrell. Fry. It's funny. I actually call that the uh, the Biggie mind frame. I think we've talked about that in the first season mm. of, of Mo Audio. It's like whenever Biggie would rap with someone, they would step their game up. The yeah, Biggie right. bump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it's like, you have, if I'm about, I'm with Biggie. I got to rap. Yes. I actually got to write. Yes. Yeah. Right. And also, Biggie brought out the best in Puffy. I mean, yeah, I, that's right. In terms of production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, I yeah. think he asked Agreed. the best of him. And so, yeah. Craig Mack, R.I.P. R.I.P. Craig R. I. P. Mack. R.I.P. Yeah, Craig man. Mack. Yeah. But, you know, the, um, I think, what my thing is with the Migos, um, I keep always wanting to say three Amigos, but with Amigos is, <laughs> um, I wish you would. Yeah. My thing with the three Amigos <laughs> um, is, I, actually, I have no beef with their music now. I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting to the point where I'm accepting, it's like, I don't, I can't say that I like the music, mm-hmm. but I'm accepting the fact that there are people out there who like it. And it reminds me of this. You ever go to like the store and you'll see somebody dressed crazy as fuck? I'm yeah. talking about like you know what I'm saying they might have like I don't know like you know one titty hanging out and they you know shit stains on on, on their drawers. I've never seen it. <laughs> but, but the one 
Where are you? Super but, tight spandex. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. shouldn't happen but, but, on yeah. some, but some dudes holding that hand. Cause, yes. Because it makes me think is you know it's shitty music is like that person. He's like there's somebody who shitty loves that shit. Yeah. Somebody who just loves that <laughs> shit. They they think they love that the shit. hell out of it. They You're love right. the hell You're out right. of it. You're right. You're and right. And that that's what makes this world go round. And we got we got some people who like shitty music. That's right. That's and right. I'm not saying that their music is shitty. No, right. I'm just saying that there's people who like music that you know that, yeah, that, that you could put anything out and somebody gonna be like okay. I think, but the, I think the problem sort of becomes when, just think if that woman who had the shit stains and, and on her pants or whatever, if that was the cover of like every magazine you saw. But no, that that is dudes with their pants hanging off their ass and showing their ass. That, that is exactly Yeah, it that. is the exact same thing. It, it's become I, that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it sort of skews it's, your it, taste it, to a certain degree. Because you get bombarded with it so much, you don't really hear enough of the other side, which is what Mo Audio and what Slow Mo Media is all about. Showing this other side, letting you hear some music that we think you need to listen to that you might not ever otherwise hey, hear, right? And you can mix it in with Amigos. Totally. We do are it. not mad at that. No, do it. Especially Stir Fry. Especially Stir Fry. You know, yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's like there are certain songs that um, I think that Stir Fry has its place. Like for example, I think I might have told you I might have told y'all this story back in the day that yeah, I haven't went to strip club for years. Mm-hmm. Right. But I remember I remember one of the times that I did go to the strip club back in the day is I came in and, and um they were playing Kirk Franklin stomp. And I was like, this is this. <laughs> Did you run out of there? Like, this is a place catch fire. Like, this song Wow. This song should not be played oh. in this era. And then you know, or then you go into like from that to like NDRE brown skin. You know, it's just like it just doesn't work. You know, and you know, you think, okay, well, this this uh, stripper apparently, you know, has a spiritual <laughs> foundation, but it should not be displayed. If well, let's say she can display whatever she wants. She has that freedom, but it feels weird. I, I don't want to tip. But but <laughs> but let but tip. let me say this especially for but before we before we close though along those same lines you know Lamarus has come up with some really good ideas for events he's come up with some bad ones too he used to try to push the soul stripping with soul or something or soul strip for years he would say we should do soul music at a strip club um, I he think was pushing that Lamarus is. That would be one I'm telling people what come on. Think about the market. You would you, get a whole I'm market of men what. who may not otherwise go. No, they gonna be I'm like, gonna turn this shit off. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why it would work and why it would still work. Is because you have all these you have all these and I'm not bashing off because I think they're great. You have a lot of these natural sisters who, who push, you know. Queenness, sexuality. You can actually turn well, now they do. Now they do. Back then they did. They but, did not back then. But I actually yeah. saw. I saw it coming. So <laughs> yeah. So where it's all like you can actually take the strip club, put just candles everywhere. Yeah. Yes. We can have yes, yoni can. eggs. We can sell oh, yoni eggs. Listen, it would work. Vaginal steaming st- okay, stations. So, um, <laughs> they do that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go ahead and take this opportunity to close out our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We truly do love and appreciate you. And we do hope that you will tune in next month for Mo Audio. And 
pick up slow mo while you're at it. And any octane or moods music. Moods music. And also go to slowmoatl.com. Keep up with the show and keep up with us whenever you feel like it. Peace.